Pure Podcast Engage. And welcome to Precure Podcast Engaged, the podcast where we try to watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chipo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. An <laughs> intro so twice, we've done it twice. I, I messed up saying that also. Great. Anyways, special guests, please introduce yourself as you'd like to be introduced. Hello. I'm Caitlin, and I'm from the darkness. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known you were evil. <laughs> I always go evil. I literally run a podcast of terrible people. Almost all of my NPCs are some level of evil. I am evil at heart. That's just how it is. I mean, not all of them are evil. None of them are good. Hmm. But we're not talking about that, because today we are talking about episode 21, A Shocking Date, The Truth About Kyria. Also known as The Truth About Kyria. Also known as There's a Lot of Rain. There is a lot of this. There's a very sudden rainstorm in this episode. <laughs> Blind Melon has nothing to complain about here. <laughs> who? Uh, they're a band who had a very popular oh song gosh, called No Charlie. Rain. Uh, yeah, they actually went to a high school in my hometown while the lead singer did. Oh, that's pretty cool. Anyways, that's our pop culture joke for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Until we make another one. So, yes, as you might have seen, this is our second time recording this episode. Yay! Yay, they loved me so much they wanted to invite me back again. It's true. I it it was lost to time, but I did canonically say that uh, you are my favorite guest we've had That's on the show. True. That's true. It is that was said, and it has been said again. So take that, all other guests. Unfortunately, I have actually watched the episode this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure it will be just as chaotic as last time. But before you begin, I have questions. I've already asked you once, but maybe you'll have different answers this time. I doubt it. Go for it. (laughs) The first question is, have you seen any other Pretty Cure before? Yes, I watched the first couple of episodes and then the episode before this one for context, even though, to be honest, I don't think the context was actually needed. I I definitely think... Kyria screaming off the edge of a cliff was necessary to see. In my heart. Well, your heart's wrong. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Alright. Evidently, I'm just bringing the attitude today, so... (laughs) This is what I should expect Friday? Yes. You didn't watch another Precure series in the intermedium time between recordings? No, I didn't. It's like I have my own podcast that consumes all of my life. But you can't just watch it pretty care while you're <laughs> didn't, you, you? didn't even leave Glitter Force on in the background on autoplay. 
Well, now I might, but no, no, I haven't. <laughs> I did watch like what have I watched in the meantime? Oh, I started watching Good Eats Reloaded. Yeah, nice. Oh, get some uh, brown up in here. So between Cure Black and Cure White, is Cure Black still your favorite pretty cure? Yes, she still has the bigger lesbian energy. This is true. This is a true fact. What other questions do I ask? Uh, Would I watch it again, or is that at the end? Uh, uh, no, we- I guess you know. Would you watch more Pretty Cure? Actually, on my second watch through of actually paying attention and not just being three minutes ahead on this episode, yeah, I'm actually kind of interested in what happens now. <laughs> 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 and I really want to go back and watch the farm episode now. Yes, the farm episode. Farm episodes, I also highly recommend the aquarium episode. Yes, the aquarium episode, too, as well. Also, I really want to know about the dog and the puppy and what's up with the puppy, because clearly there was something evil going on with the puppy. Like, hmm. There always is. It's a pretty cure. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm very curious now. Would you watch any of the other seasons of Pretty Cure? I'm open to it, you know, like, I, I actually, in the meantime, between us recording take one and now take two, started playing like a kind of dark magical girl for a masks game. So I'm back on my, hey, Ooh. I should watch more magical girl content train. So Pretty Cure as a whole is generally not that dark. It's been one of the few series, magical series that really haven't like, gone to like, Everything's miserable. Especially in this post-Madoka world. Yes. I was actually thinking about that when I was watching the closing credits today, because in part of the song, they're like, you know, I'm still a student and I want to maintain that daily routine. And I was like, ah, that's cute. Like, they actually still just normal teenage girls. Yeah. Uh, But if you want to watch one that's considered the darkest season of Pretty Cure, you could watch my favorite which is Heartcatch Preacher, which is the seventh season. All right, I'll keep that in mind. But of course, I had to make a dark magical girl. Please go refer to the hello, I am Caitlin and I am from the darkness and all of my NPCs are evil thing. Like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> we also asked you who your favorite villain was last time. Oh, uh, it still it's still the little star dudes. <laughs> oh, it's still the common. <laughs> It's a good answer still. You haven't seen any of those in a while. They they, want, they were in the last episode. They were? What happened last episode? I thought they were in the if they weren't in the last episode, they were in the episode before. I remember them showing up recently because I always make a note. Were they in episode I don't remember Cassidy what happened in episode twenty. Keeping a tr- keeping track of the real important things. I don't think they were in episode twenty. In episode twenty the elevator fell and they killed poisoning. Oh, yeah. The, the two things I keep track of, when the Gomena show up and which of the guests are my favorite. Yes. <laughs> Good. See? Important things. We're on the same page. Yes. But uh, let's get to this episode. I don't have any other questions. Uh, would you come back? We haven't had a reoccurring guest yet. No one wants this to come back. This technically counts. This is... Yes, I guess it does. Okay, <laughs> see, what you really need to do is you need to get me and Jeremy to come back at the same time. Oh, God. Just saying. Look, here, here's what I'll say about that, is that Charlie did post something on the Pre-Here Podcast Engaged Twitter account that could involve needing multiple people coming back at the same time. <laughs> That's true. 
That is very true. And I did ask both you and Jeremy if you would come on to that. But you both said yes. Yes, I am always happy to come chat about anime while I crochet. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe the last time Gomena showed up would have been in episode 17, which is the farm episode. Oh, okay. Well, I really need to go watch the farm episode now. You do. There's a lot of good episodes. But we're talking about this one, episode 21. A shocking date. They don't go on a date. Why is it called a shocking date? It's just a very exciting day. (laughs) No, it's clickbait. They're just trying to get our hopes up. They're like, oh, we know our audience. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're not getting my hopes up. I don't want Kiria and Honoka to date. That's fair. I don't know. I think Honoka has two hands. That's true. But he's dead. For now. Is he dead? Like, we didn't see him die. He's not dead yet, also. That's true. That's true. That's true. He's, we didn't he's see him die. He's the first of the dark dudes to not die immediately after giving up his gem. Well, technically, they died before they gave up their gem because they got killed. <laughs> um, But also, like, come on, the redemption arc is always a thing in Magical Girls. So I'm convinced Curious the redemption arc. I mean... They do spend the, the the fight against him at the end, trying to convince him that he doesn't need to do this. And he All fights right. against his fate as much as he can, but we'll talk about that later. Let's start with how bitchin' the intro song is. <laughs> here's, here's my long shot prediction. I have one now, because we talked yes. about it a little bit here. Um, we, do, we get a redemption arc, and by the end of the season, because uh, I hear that there's a third pretty cure in... Pretty cure Max's heart. Yes. Um, and my prediction now is that Kyria becomes a pretty cure. <laughs> right? That's what I was going to say. Redemption arc, Kyria becomes the pretty cure. Okay, let's be honest. Part of this is because I've been reading dark magical girl tropes lately. And like, that's totally part of the trope. You're originally like a magical girl and he's totally a magical girl. He qualifies, you know, and you fight against yeah. the pr- against the main magical girls and I then mean- they convert you. It's great. You're not wrong, because there are future villains and future seasons that do become pretty cures. He'd look great in a fluffy <laughs> skirt and combat boots, is all oh I'm God. saying. <laughs> oh, with like a dramatic shoulder cape as well. Exactly. Let's, let's start with the start of this episode. Let me get some paper, hold on. <laughs> Why are you getting paper? I have ideas. Well, as you're getting paper to draw, all right. Uh, we start the episode with the Prism Hopish, with the Prism Guardian. Uh, <sighs> because they have poisonies, Prism Stone, and they put it in to the Prism Hopish. Yep. And the Guardian's like, what's up? Do you need tired. something from me? And they're all just like, bitch, why would we wake you up if we didn't need something? Yes. <laughs> I know that's not what Nagisa says, but that's what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is kind of mean about it, like... They're recovering the prism stones that they need to get the field of light back. Yeah. To be a little nicer. And he's just like, why you wake me up? I mean, like, I'm like that when you wake me up in the morning. I'm like, why? Go away. I am too. You can't talk to me for like the first 30 minutes. But still, like, come on, dude. Be a little nicer to your guardians. Yes. So now they have five prism stones. They got one from Pissard, Deki Drago, 
and Poisony, and then there's the two that Meeple and Mipple have. So they just got two more. I guess that means that uh, Ikubo and uh, the dark dude both have one. Um, you didn't. Count oh no, wait, Kiria. Yeah, Kiria has not. We had, we live in a pre-Kiria exploding world right now. <laughs> we do. That's true. I'm like Kiria is already gone. <laughs> uh, the Guardian does say that the fate of fate of the field of light is on your shoulders. Because once they get all seven prism stones, the real power, the power of creation, will appear. And maybe bring back the field of light? And also, maybe Meeple and Mipple will get to go back. Who knows? Eh. Who knows? Who's to say? Could be anything. Could be anything. We're not clear on the specifics. Don't worry about it. Just keep blindly going on this quest that we illegitimately kind of forced you on. Yeah. But then... We cut to the dark zone, where the Jakku king is like, Rawr! Excuse me. Yeah, the dark yeah, exactly just makes like that, that noise. <laughs> <laughs> just put some more reverb on it and you're pretty much there, yeah. Yeah, he's just all like, I am hungry for prism stones. Basically, he wants to destroy the field of light, even though he's already destroyed it. But he's got to like super duper destroy it. That's true. Uh, they say- Wait, which one's the Field of Light? Which one's the Field of Dreams? Uh, the Field of Light is where Meeple and Meeple are from, and the Field okay. of Rainbow is Earth. Alright. Okay, sure okay. Maybe you just didn't get them confused for a second. The Field of Dreams, excuse me, is like a baseball diamond in a cornfield. Let's yeah, just- come I'm, on. I'm aware. Okay, that seemed to just go over Charlie's head, so I had to make sure that, uh- <laughs> It was, it was, you know, highlighted. I mean, it still went over my head, but, you know, I'm very short, so. Uh, if you build it, they will come. Oh! Actually, that's not the line. It's, if you build it, he will come. Charlie, how tall are you? How old am I? Tall. 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 How many I mean, if you want to tell me your age, too, like, go ahead. Blood type, social security number, what's your mother's (laughs) maiden name? The name of your first pet. Uh, uh, where, what was your high school you mascot? <laughs> First car? Uh, I... all of the digits on your credit card, including the three <laughs> wacky numbers on the back. My height is a very, uh, firm five feet. A very uh, intimidating five feet. I am actually taller than you then. It'll Most be great. people are. It'll be so much fun when you, me, and Jeremy get together, because I think Jeremy will be the tallest out of all of us. That's not surprising. Uh, also, if you want to know my age, it's 28. Nice. But anyone can find that out because it's on my Twitter. Same. I am the oldest and the shortest here. Yes, you are. Congratulations. I guess Cassidy is the... Cassidy, you're older than... Uh, I'm 24. No, Cassidy is not older than me. I am 26. For some reason, I could not hear either of your ages. Uh, the answer is that I am younger. I am both the youngest and the tallest. We have a reverse scale. Oh. What we have is we have graphed uh, age to height, and we have found possibly a correlation. Yes. <laughs> and also, the short- I'm just happy because normally I'm the baby in these groups somehow. I have always been the baby. Cassidy's Gotta baby. Love me got it i do love you <laughs> okay so now that we've established that cassidy is baby yes 
<laughs> we have gotten through giving the prism stone to the jerk dude who just woke up. And he does not give them a manga or a journal or anything like that, much to my chagrin. Nope, he's just yes. like, yo, thanks, bye. Well, we're in the dark zone now because uh, they're talking about poisoning as we turn to darkness. Because Yukibo's like, poisoning's dead, it's your turn, Kiria. You gotta destroy those goddamn pretty cares. And Kiria's like, it's my destiny. Kiria's like, yeah, I can do it. No problem. I mean, to be fair, he probably could have. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty strong. Uh, he, by all intents and purposes, he wins this fight. He really does. Uh, we also learned that the dark dude is, in fact, their dad. They all came from him. And if he gets destroyed, they will all stop existing. Also, I felt like there was some implication that the dark dude is also, like, actively dying. And that's part of why they need yes. the prism stones. Right. Yeah, I think we may have said this last time, or maybe the episode before. Yeah. But I suggested that the volcano that he's sitting in is actually pulling him downward and the chains are there to protect him. Ah. They do say that the power is eating him away, that he needs the power of creation himself to not die. But, like, he also wants it to destroy the field of light, so, like... Well, you know, know, he has, like, a laundry list of things he needs to do once he gets the power of creation. You know. He's a busy man. I mean, he has, like, six kids. That sounds about right. A single dad with six kids still trying to do it all. This sounds like an (laughs) inspirational beginning to a (laughs) rom-com. Who are we setting up the Jakku King with? Uh, the Hoppish Guardian, clearly. Speaking of romance, we cut to the school where Honoka is leaving and Kira is kind of like up against the wall. Brooding. And major yes. brooding vibes. So they start walking together and Kira's not really like saying anything. And Honoka starts talking to him and she's like, uh, do you like the school? No, he, he says, do you like the school? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's where all my friends are. Of course I like the school. And he's like, I've never really fitted in. But now that he's, but now he's glad he came because he had some fun. He met Honoka. He went to a farm. He saw, I actually I don't remember if there was any major farm animals on the farm, actually. No, it was like, just like vegetables. They were just picking vegetables. I don't think we saw any animals. He saw an earthworm. <laughs> and a centipede. You know, all very important. Wait. Worms make dirt. Sorry, the police are driving by my house. Uh, they're here to arrest us for making all of these good, good jokes. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. I have an important question for you both. Okay. Yes. If Kiria was a pretty cure, would he wear a crop top? Yes. <sighs> See, I'm imagining more like one of those, like, sleeveless vests than a crop top. Hmm, interesting, interesting. I like the way you think. You know, I guess, but I can also see him, like, pulling off a crop top, you know. I mean, yeah, he totally could. I'm just giving my mental image. Yeah. That's what Cassidy asked for, okay? Jeez. But I was also giving my own. Carry in a crop top. What if a cropped sleeveless vest? What if I just yes. put in Aladdin's vest? Oh my gosh, no, just um, make him like Vaughn from Final Fantasy XII. Are you drawing, are you drawing pretty cure Kyria With the right weird, now, like, Cassidy? smooth nipples and everything. Look, I couldn't find paper, but I do have Gimp open. Wait, what is Kira's pretty cure name? Because they all they're like cure something. He's uh, cure cure emo. 
Pure hunter green, because that's the color of his hair. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> that's too long. Cure green could work, I no, guess. No, nope. Can't just say green. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. Well, see, the thing is, with this one, it's all colors. And by colors, that's I mean just specifically black and white. But cure gray doesn't sound as good. Um, yeah. Cure moon prism power. No, that's that's trademarked. Um, unless maybe it follows Power Rangers rules, where... The bonus one gets to have a different gimmick. I mean, so cure I I'm not going to say too much, but the third cure in Max Heart does not follow the same naming scheme as Cure Black and Cure White. So that's true. As long as they aren't, most of the non-human people who become pretty cures don't follow it. Like they're a fairy partner and they get a human form and then they become a pretty cure. They usually don't aren't called cure something. They're called something else. Interesting. I'm here to provide the pretty cure facts, for I am... The one of the show that knows the pretty cure stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's my gimmick. The police are coming by my house again. Wow, Charlie, what did you do? I haven't done anything that you can prove. So, they talk about the farm, and then he says... Uh, he talks about how Honoka apologized to him after they had like that fight. And no one's ever treated him that way before. And then suddenly it starts downpouring for this very dramatic moment. And he's like, I quit school. Yeah. Luckily, Honoka has like an umbrella. I guess, did she know it was going to rain? Oh, she's just overprepared. She's overprepared. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. it's yeah. gotta be that, right? Yeah. I feel like she's the type to like overprepare just in case something happens. Unlike me, who underprepares for everything, which is why I'm not cure white. I've I mean, never back had an I, in my life. Oh, I was gonna say back when I had to walk outside a lot, I always carried an umbrella, so evidently I'm a Honoka. Yep, you're the cure white of our podcast. We finally Yay, found you. Yay! I'm a cinnamon roll. You do bad uh, science safety. Yeah, that sounds like me. Alright, that sells it. I hate to break this to you, Caitlin, but you've become my mortal enemy. <laughs> You know, since I'm evil, I'm all here for it. <laughs> Enemies to lovers arc, it's the best. I thought you were flirting with me, now you're flirting with my girlfriend? I'm an equal opportunity flirtist. How dare you, Caitlin? I thought I meant something to you. If you're listening to this, you should invite me onto your podcast so I can flirt with all of your podcast members as well. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Um, okay, so it starts downpouring. Honoka pulls yeah, out the right umbrella. In. See, I am the Honoka. I can actually do this. <laughs> Surprise, Charlie. I'm just going to like lead this whole episode now. Now you're taking my job. It's all part of my evil plan. I'll leave. I'll just leave right now and you two can finish the podcast. Okay, so umbrella and she puts the umbrella over Kyria and he's so surprised. <laughs> yes. You know, he's not used to people being kind to him. I mean, fair, like, his dad's a jerk. Yeah, his sister was also a jerk, and all his other siblings. Right. But uh, we also find out that Kyria, he straight up says, like, I know you're a pretty Kyria. He, like, points the nipple and is like, yeah, I, like, I know what's going on. And he tells her to ask Mipple, but she's all like, Mipple is sleeping. And then she's like, wait a minute, you said Mipple. <laughs> Because she's dumb enough that that works on her. I mean, she's bet he does better than uh, 
uh, Poisony, who last <laughs> last episode mixed up Mipple and Meeple. Yeah. Uh, he then pulls out his prism stone, which is on a necklace, and uh, lightning strikes as Honoka says, this can't be true. And then Ibala dramatically flies off towards the river. And I'm like, God, this scene is so dramatic. Oh, also some really, like, really, really great music starts playing. A plus on the soundtrack on this episode. This show has a banging soundtrack all the time. I love it. The music in Pretty Cure shows are amazing. Just listen. Just if you're out there and you're listening to this right now, just pause the episode. Go listen to all the openings and endings. You'll see. They're very good. If you're not going to listen to all of them, just go listen to Love Love Mode, my favorite yes. Pretty Cure song. I'm literally going to have the theme song stuck in my head for another week again now because I had to rewatch the episode. Excellent. Uh, Kyria then says it's his mission to get all seven stones away from them for the Jakku King. And he's going to defeat them. He cannot escape his destiny, no matter how hard he tries. Then he looks up dramatically into the rain and says, I wish I've been born human. And in the end, by Linkin Park starts playing. <laughs> boom, 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 this, boom, evidently, this boom, is just the episode boom. of pop culture references. Listen, this show came out in 2004. It's very possible there was an AMV for Kyria with that song. Okay, I'm just, oh, that's all I'm saying. I miss oh, my AMV. So days. I know I said... Uh, pretty cure curia would have a, like a floofy skirt but i think it'd actually be pleated Ooh. yeah i agree that's good call that's cool getting a boy scout vibe girl scout vibe scout vibe scout vibe that's it that's our other podcast that we're gonna start <laughs> <laughs> what is it about uh we watch episodes of sailor moon mixed with episodes uh the episodes of dragon ball z that have the Ginyu Force in them. Okay, I'm just having some serious deja vu. Like, I, I, I can remember you saying that, and like the scene that's I've playing. I've never said that before in my <laughs> life. Um, and we talk about the importance of healthy relationships and the fact that Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Masks just, like, shouldn't. I mean, in the manga, it's not as bad. Mm, it's still... He's like 16... It's still a little Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty bad. Okay, like, anyways, let's talk about college our, student. My, my current Pretty Cure OTP, since I haven't watched enough Pretty Cure to have a different OTP of Hanukkah and Kira. Kira. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. My actual, OT, uh, my actual <laughs> OTP is Nagasa and Hanukkah. <laughs> you revealed the truth! <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say Kiryu, as in, like, Kiryu from Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been a little problematic. But... Oh, I was going to shove some food in my mouth, so I shut up. <laughs> so we cut away from that scene, and uh, we get back to Honoka's house as she uh, takes off her shoes and is very depressed. And Meeple's like, "Nipple, I, I said Meeple. I, <laughs> I always get them confused. I would be, I would be poisoning last episode." I would get them mixed up, as Mipple is concerned about what's going on with Honoka. And who else shall appear but Honoka's grandmother, who asks, what's up? You're sitting Cure, in the dark, That's girl. Cure Grey. We figured it out. Mm, yes. Yes. Didn't we make that joke back during that episode when- Yes. Uh, but we also yes. made that joke the last time we recorded this episode. Did we? Uh, because I believe Caitlin asked about- is she secretly a pretty cure? And we were just like, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah she's she's like the OG pretty cure from back in the day. Because reference again, 
first episode, she's all like, Hodaka, were you in the storage closet? Leading question. I will say if you want a canonical, because I don't think the show is ever going to like how she go there, but if you want a canonical grandmother who was a pretty cure, watch Heart Catch. Just watch Heart Catch. People out there listening to me right now, you want to watch a pretty cure season, watch fucking Heart Catch, please. It's my favorite. So good. Okay, I have sketched what a pretty cure Kiria would look like. But she also asked her grandmother, we'll put up that picture on our Twitter account. I'll have to like clean it up, but I'm going to put a background on it real quick so you can actually see the line work. Nice. This is literally just a sketch. So her grandmother uh, comes to see her and Honika's like, Hey, Grandma, do you think a person's fate can be changed? You know, the normal questions you ask your grandmother. Whoops, that's just a white screen. <laughs> he looks beautiful. <laughs> and her grandma is all like, it takes a lot of strength to change your fate. Yes. You gotta come face to face with your destiny. Ooh. I dig it. I really like that. He looks like he's ready to, like, fight. I doodled the sketch on top of the, uh, that one scene when he first showed up where he's playing soccer in a full suit. Ah. Uh. <laughs> you don't just play soccer in a full suit? <laughs> I mean, I'd at least take the tie off first. Yeah. You know, this sounds like something that would happen in Shadows of St. Fleur. I New was goal. not good. I was thinking about. Suits. I was thinking about, like, Silk. When, you, when that was said, I was like, I don't want to bring up Shadows of St. Fleur. But then you did, so. Sorry. I, I get to. It's my podcast. I plug it everywhere. <laughs> We're not doing plugs yet. We haven't finished the episode. Oh my gosh, we need to finish the episode. We're at 40 minutes. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, We're at least 10 of that was from before the episode started. <laughs> That's true. We did talk a lot. Okay, so her grandmother also says, tomorrow is going to be a nice day, you know, but will it? You shall see. So Honoka shows up at Nagisa's house and with some cookies. Yes. And um, immediately, uh, God, what is his name? Wota- Who cares? <laughs> Little brother. Ryota. Ryota shows Honoka! And Nagisa's like, no, this is my girlfriend, go fuck off. Yeah, basically. Uh, uh, this this is my favorite scene. I, I, I checked back into the episode right at my favorite scene. Yes, uh, it's so good. <laughs> so Nagisa brings Honoka into her room and grabs snacks and drinks for when they talk and chat. And she has like a bag of chips in her mouth as she start, tries to talk. To them, yes. <laughs> um, and they don't even subtitle it in the episode. Nope. It's great, um, and Meeple's just like, "Oh yeah, here's what she's saying." It's so good, <laughs> and then as it with no problem, Chief. Essentially, yes, it's okay. it's probably one of the better, the best, like Meeple moments in this show. Out of all of the Pretty Cure I've watched, that was basically the only moment I didn't just hate Meeple. Welcome I mean, to the entire show. What about the moment when Meeple like? Goes to sacrifice himself when they were fighting Ikubo the first time. That was just him re- reaching base neutral, at best. Alright. <laughs> I'm evil, so I just find that whole sacrifice yourself thing annoying. <laughs> See, I don't think Meeple's that bad, but I also come from, with more experience, where sometimes the fairies date, well, I guess they don't date yeah, the pretty but they get shipped with them. You're saying at least he isn't, like, a rank three fairy. Yes, he's not a rank three, thank the lord. He's in love with Meeple, so... He's in love with Meeple? Yeah, he is in love he with Meeple. He is in love with Meeple. <laughs> <laughs> I love Meeple! 
But him and Mipple do seem to be in a fairly committed relationship. Yes. They're very happy together. They took that love test and it said that the love is like Max. Of course. What else would it be? Oh, that's right. You haven't seen the Pretty Cure love tester either. No, that's also on the farm episode. You gotta watch the farm episode. All right, I really gotta watch this farm episode. Yes. That's episode 17, yeah? Yeah, Um, because there's the Gomez. Yes. Yes. So, uh... What he, she does say is that Viota doesn't knock on her door. He just comes in, which is very rude, but also very much like a younger sibling. I wouldn't know. I don't have any younger siblings. I'm the baby. I'm perfect. I am the middle child. So I was both the younger uh, sibling and the older everything sibling. Everything suddenly made sense about you, Charlie. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? My situation is complicated. Welcome to pre 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 <laughs> Welcome to the episode where Caitlin just drags Charlie for the entire episode. <laughs> it wasn't like this last time, what changed? Uh, you made me come back! <laughs> I want to come back for new content where I forget to watch the episode again and I'm only like three minutes ahead of the episode the entire time we're recording. Well, next time you come back, just don't watch the episode <laughs> <sighs> yes, but then we get a very good scene uh, that continues on because uh, Nagisa's like, something's up with you, Honoka. And she says, well, Kiria confessed. And like, Honoka, not Honoka, Nagisa, Meeple, and Mipple are like, <gasps> and she's like, that he's part of the Zuku zone. They're like, <gasps> it's so funny. But what's really funny is that like, they're like sarcastically asking the questions back to her. Like, of what she's saying. So originally they all three really excitedly are like, oh, and he's from the darkness zone. And then it suddenly hits them. And you're like, yes, yes. they dumb. I love them. Well, I love one of them. And they dumb. And that bull's not that bad. But uh, Nexa has a hard time believing that Kyria is evil because he's never really attacked them. Which is true. He has not technically attacked them like all the other people from the Juzuku zone. He did help Poisony for a little bit during the farm episode, but, but they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know that. And what you don't know can't hurt you. That's not true. I don't know a lot, and I'm always getting hurt. Anyways, <laughs> but Honoka says that Kira has made up his mind and that he's going to attack them, and they're not really sure they want to fight him. But like, th- they can't really do but anything. What you gonna do? Yes. Because we cut to late that night, and Nagisa is thinking about how they have to protect Meeple and Mipple. But she really doesn't want to fight Kyria. Honoka. And also- uh, was Nagisa also thinking about it? I don't remember Nagisa thinking yes, about Nagisa, it. Yes, Nagisa. gives herself go- like a pep talk. Uh, yeah. I must have just blacked that scene out. Continue. It's very short. So there's some like weird short, like, sometimes I'm watching an episode and like, there's this, sh- like, they cut to this scene like very shortly and then they cut away from it. And I'm like, what was the purpose of that? I you gotta fill time. Gotta hit that oh, yeah, minutes. I remember that part now. Okay. Yes. So, Honoka's also really upset, and she hears her dog, Chutaro, barking, and he has a note in his mouth. Because he's and, a good boy. Yes. Chutaro's very good. And Kiria wants to meet at four o'clock in the morning, and I remember we had a joke last time that won't work anymore, because last time we recorded this was before we recorded the Bonds Age episode. I said, oh, he's also recording a podcast. <laughs> I mean, mood, though. The things we do for love. 4 a.m., the most romantic hour. Oh, yes. Truth. It's true. I know my experience was romantic. 
But also, like, okay, what, like, a power move being like, yeah, we're gonna fight at four in the morning. And then, B, they show up completely ready for school. Like, yes. <laughs> now, did they get to kick your ass and then go to class afterwards? <laughs> hey, listen, they don't know how long this fight's gonna go on for. They have to get to school. <laughs> Would you cut class if you had to fight your uh, classmate that was secretly evil? Yeah. I mean, also, like, given that, like, they take public transportation, who knows how long it takes them to get to school. But more what I'm really, like, appreciative is, I totally saw them on the subway at some point. But that's That's not the point. They might do both. It's possible. Um, But, like, beyond that. What I'm really getting at is it's like, they actually look ready for school. Like, if I'm going to go to a 4 a.m. fight before school, it's going to look like I just rolled out of bed and threw my clothes on. But no, their hair's done. Like, they look all good, all ready to go. Like, that is commitment. Maybe they didn't sleep. That's a good point. Maybe they transformed and then detransformed and they were ready. Oh. Ah, the true power Maybe. of magical girls. Also, I'm looking at their uniforms because I have it paused. Are there hearts on their uh, vests? Yeah, there's a heart on the pocket. I didn't realize that until right now. They meet Kyria at four in the morning to fight. Yes. And Kyria um, and is just like, no, I'm, I'm going to kill you now. And they're Prepare both like, we don't want to fight you. He's like, it's too bad. I need the stone so the Jakku King can live on forever. Wait, just, hold on. And wait. also so I don't die. I got, yes. I got another pop culture reference. Ready? Yes. Precure. Welcome to die. <laughs> there we go it's another one mark your make mark the list <laughs> uh for the the first like couple minutes of this fight they don't transform because they're trying to convince him not to fight them but he's like no i'm just gonna kick your ass but he does like a mood yeah he's just like fucking up their day and like their it's morning. only when he throws them down a hill that, like, Honoka's finally like, yeah, we have to transform. Basically yes. after Mipple tells her she's going to die. Yeah. Mipple says it a lot nicer than that. Yeah. But. I mean, they are probably going to die if they don't transform. They can't really fight him. They might be strong in their normal forms. But like this the is the hallmark says. of the magical girl. Yes. You just, you aren't as strong when you're not transformed. It's just, it's part of the package. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's they say it in or they say in the uh, the intro. Even in our school uniforms, we're both amazingly tough. You literally just got thrown down a uh, a hill, so so we see them transform, and Kira's like, "Listen, blame it on fate." But Hongra's like, "You can change your fate, motherfucker!" Like, come on. I asked my grandma, and she says <laughs> you can change fate. <laughs> and Granny's never wrong. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't been wrong so far, so, like, you should listen to her. She managed to pick Poisony out of a crowd even when she was doing weird magic with flowers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She knew she was no grandmother. Man, that was a wild episode. (laughs) What happens next? Where am I in my notes? They transform. Uh, They have a really tender moment where they hold hands. It's real cute. Like, Nagisa, like, very gently puts her hand on Hanukkah's hand and make sure that, like, Hanukkah's okay with this before they transform. Yes. It was a real tender moment. But also they have to hold hands to transform. Yes, they do have to hold hands to transform. It is very important. I know. But consent is important, children. That was what was real good about that scene. 
There are no children listening to this podcast. <laughs> Everyone is children. Everyone is children. It's true. All right. <laughs> Everyone is baby. You listening this. You baby. And that is okay. <laughs> so they fight Kiryu. <laughs> Charlie's just like, I never should have introduced you two. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, as they fight, they slowly start to whittle at Kiria's willpower. Yes. Um, And he's like, okay, fine, maybe. And sees that Honika's hurt. He's like, oh, maybe I don't. Fine. He does try to get them to use their big attack on him, but they're like, no, we're not going to do that. And Nakusa is like, I will beat it into you. Yes. They they don't use the purifying attack. They should. What? Come on. It, it's the perfect. It's it the, is perfect the perfect attack. Time. Okay, but it would make sense. And this is an anime. And it's not allowed to make sense. It's like a horror movie. Okay. Yeah. He like almost kills uh, Honoka at one point, but he stops. And then Nagisa like straight up body checks him. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, don't you touch my girlfriend. So I just saw a note I had where I said, Honoka says a Balo line of no matter what happens to this body, I'll never hand over the prism stones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's all about like protecting the field of light because Meeple and Mipple can't do it and they can. Yeah. And that's like when she collapses and finally Kiria's like, yeah, I'll just I'll just give you the stone. He's not strong enough to change his fate, but they have the power to change theirs. You know? Yeah. An yeah, extraordinary it's... power binds the two of you together. The power to, to carve your own destiny. The power of being gay. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's really just the power of lesbian love, but you know. Yes. Can't say that, so we're just gonna leave it vague. But Ikubo shows up, and uh, Kiria starts walking towards him, and he like opens like up his like cloak, and like there's darkness there. Yeah, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Shadow Realm darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... They know that he's going to be killed, but Kiria's like, it's fine, I have to do this. Side question, is Yugi a magical girl? No. Okay. I, sorry to like immediately shut that down that no, question. No, but it's I, fine. Charlie and I had this discussion, and I was like, I don't think that's the case, because uh, the pharaoh, Yami, is a separate entity entirely from uh, Yugi yep. Mudo. That's, that's, that is totally fair. I agree. Continue. One day we will have a list of what is an Asian Magical Girl show so that all of you out there know. Mm-hmm. All right, so Kyria goes into the darkness, but we don't actually see Kyria die. Not yet. He might die next episode. What? Uh, so he leaves and Ikubo just kind of like stares at them and then he just kind of leaves. Oh, no, he asks a very important question about what is this power that they have. Oh, Yeah. Sorry. Come on! Come on! You are supposed to be the expert here, Charlie. I don't know anything. <laughs> I didn't even take notes. <laughs> Listen, I didn't rewatch this episode in preparation. I'm just looking at my notes. I'm also watching the episode as we talk. Nice. My next note is just that Honoka has emotion questions, and that's a little bit later. Yes. Ikubo does ask, like, oh yeah, because he says, are the uh, warriors from the Field of Light so powerful they can wrestle down everything? Yeah, like, basically. Are you unstoppable? We then cut. Yes, they are full of love and know they cannot be stopped. Yes. Excellent. I have the same power as Thub. It's true. Aha. Yes. But we cut to Honoka and Nagisa sitting on the riverbank uh, talking about Kiria. Because Honoka's like, 
She wonders if he liked being at school. After all, he was an ordinary middle school student. Not really. He probably felt the same way that they do. He understood about friends and teammates. So why? Why? It is very dramatic. Yes, they have his prism stone. Nagisa does say, it's true he couldn't change his fate, but he had the courage to face it in the end. And that's what they need to do too. They gotta protect Meeple and Mipple until the end. And then we end the episode with the sun rising over the mountains in the distance as Honoka sitting on the riverbank and Nagisa standing up. And that's the episode. Hmm? And next time, Chutoro is a mom? What? There is an adorable puppy. That is probably evil. Just saying. Probably. Just wait to find out with our a new guest. A new guest? A, a new, new guest. guest. This time, it's gonna be... A new guest? Shadow the Hedgehog? Uh, that's, no, uh, that's Shadow has already guest. been on the... <laughs> <laughs> Shadow isn't a new guest. He's already been on this podcast before. It's true. <laughs> So that's the episode. Yay! Yay! We made it through. I'm having the weirdest sense of deja vu. Haven't we done this already? Hmm. No, it couldn't be. I don't think so. This feels like the first time to me. It feels like the first time. friends can we be friends please let's be friends okay good cool sorry charlie you've been um replaced how could you (laughs) fine cassie can be on your podcast this friday not me (laughs) no no i don't want to i don't want to tell more spoilers to someone else (laughs) (laughs) i'll hand cassie all my notes and oh good luck I'll have to learn a new a new board game system. Hold on. By board game, I mean tabletop oh god. game. Oh, God. Nope, nope. Sorry, Charlie. You just got your spot back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, if you want to come on this podcast and be mean to us or nice, please be nice. I am very sensitive, and I will cry if you are mean to me. I will send you a video of me crying to make you feel even worse. All right, I expect receipts tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will send you a video. I will, you'll just get a video call and it'll just be me crying. And I'll just give you a thumbs up emoji. It'll be great. (laughs) 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 Okay, but seriously, don't come be mean to Charlie. Charlie and I have a good friendship. This is why I get to be mean to Charlie. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but if you want to come on our podcast or just talk to us at all about Pretty Cure stuff, you can find us at, uh, find us on Twitter at Prepod Engage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, and still be very nice to me, please, you can find me at Magical underscore Pride. Take it away. Hey, Caitlin, you don't have like a podcast or something, do you? What? No, I don't have a podcast. That would be silly. All right. If you liked me being annoying and evil and you want to listen to me be annoying and evil as a GM making everybody's lives terrible, you should go check me out at Shadows of St. Fleur, an Urban Shadows actual play podcast. And you might even get to hear Charlie there at some point 
in the near yes. future. You can find us on Twitter at Saint St. Pod. Or if you just want to follow me and find all of my crazy stuff about crocheting and bisexual and gender confusion, uh, go check me out at SuperCaitlin1 on Twitter. Hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Uh, I tweet about stuff sometimes, but not all the time, but most of the time. Uh, <laughs> I also have a podcast I do with my friend Lava. It's called kids and their dog it's a scooby-doo movie review and recap podcast where we talk about movies in the scooby-doo franchise uh we are approaching our two-year anniversary and we have almost watched all we've almost watched half of all of the scooby-doo movies Ooh, it's getting it's getting close i'm starting to see like an end of the road in the distance and trying to figure out what we're going to do when we get there i'm sure you'll figure it out wait cassidy Okay, I'm gonna set, I'm gonna talk to you about an idea after this podcast okay. is over. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, you can hear all three of these voices over the next year. Uh, if you want to go listen to Apex City, the podcast about masks, the yes. RPG, yes. and you should all stay tuned for a podcast that me, myself, and I is doing, Charlie, uh, called Lovecore Gaming. You can follow it already at Lovecore Gaming on Twitter. But my, the first episode won't be out until, like, June, so... And you will definitely hear me there, because I have opinions. If you want to hear me and a bunch of guests talk about the romance systems in games. But that's it. There's no more to say. Let's end this podcast. Let's just kill it right here. So, until next time. We need your help, Meepo! When you walk away, you... You don't hear me saying please. Baby, don't go simple and clean as the way. Okay, out of my range. I am a big Kingdom Hearts fan. And I have opinions on Kingdom Hearts 2. Well, by Kingdom Hearts 2, I mean Kingdom Hearts 3. So don't talk to me about it, please. How tall is he? Not. No, wait, he's so me. So, I, <laughs> oh, I need to know the answer to this question now. You can cut this out of the podcast, but now I need to know. I'm pretty sure, oh god, he said he's 5'9"? Really? Aha, I tower over him. <laughs> wait, how tall did he, wait, how tall is he's he? He's like to be 5'6". Maybe I'm like totally, maybe he slouches a lot. Maybe he did say 5'6", and I'm or five seven, and I'm just yeah inches to his I, height I, I, in my I, mind. I would put him in that range, maybe because I'm confused. five three, and he's not that much taller than me. Oh, that's good. He's not that tall, which is weird because usually the people I'm into are a foot taller than me. It's Mood. true, which is not hard because I'm only five feet. But. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>